Welcome to my series, Perkei Avot and the Teachings of Yeshua. This video is the first in a multi-part series. Outside of this introduction, there'll be an additional six videos with each video covering one chapter of the text of Perkei Avot. For some, this may be all new material. For others, the text may be familiar, but the connections with Yeshua and the Apostolic Scriptures will be new. I will say this up front, nothing I say will be new or innovative. However, you may discover as we study through the text together, you'll look at the Apostolic Scriptures, particularly the teachings of Yeshua, through a lens you may have never seen before. My hope is that you'll not only come to appreciate the wisdom of Perkei Avot, but you'll see the wisdom of Yeshua and the Apostles in a new light as well. Whatever the case, I hope you get something out of this study. Without further delay, let's learn a little about this fascinating text together. When God created man, He said, Nase Adam, let us make man. The question is asked, who was God speaking to? From one perspective, he was speaking to the very person he was creating. He tells the person, you and I have to make a mensch. At the basic level, this Yiddish word mensch simply means a human being. However, it specifically implies a person of integrity and honor, one who is not consumed with self, but outwardly focused on the needs of others. So God does the initial work of creating you and me, but in order to realize our full potential, we have to do our own part by developing ourselves so that we can become the man or woman God intended. The Torah provides an example of this. When the twin brothers Jacob and Esau are born, the Torah tells us that Esau emerged red, all his body like a hairy cloak, so they called his name Esau. The Bible often tells us the name of a person and the events that lead to their naming. However, reading the Bible in English provides us little to no understanding of the connection between the events and the name. In this instance, Jacob's brother is named Esau. In Hebrew, it's Esav, because he arrived all hairy like a full-grown man. His parents saw him as Esav, or fully made, from the root Asa, he made. Therefore, Esav was static for the remainder of his life. When he became an adult, he was still the same person he was as a child. His impetuousness, hot-tempered character remained with him to the end of his days. Jacob, however, was dynamic in character, and he continued to develop his character over the course of his life. When he was young, he had certain character flaws, but as he grew older, those flaws were left behind. He was not the same person he was at his birth. Rabbi Tversky teaches the maxim, even if you are what your parents made you, if you stay that way, it's your own fault. Our task as human beings is to refine ourselves over the course of our lives to become the person that God intended for us to be, rather than to remain the same person we have always been. We are to become a mensch. The goal of our text is to assist each of us in our task of becoming that mensch. Perkevo, literally chapters of the fathers, is a fundamental text within Judaism containing ethical maxims for practical daily living. This distinguished text is often called by its more affectionate name, Ethics of the Fathers. 
One may also hear it referred to as sayings of the fathers, or simply avot. It derives these names because it contains the wisdom of the Jewish avot, the Jewish fathers. Who were these fathers? They begin with the men of the great assembly during the days of Ezra and Nehemiah and extend to the Tanaim, the sages from the second temple and Mishnaic periods. But there's another reason this text is called Perkei Avot. Metaphorically, the term Avot can also apply to the priority this text takes over all others within rabbinic literature. Oddly enough, this tractate of the Mishnah is found in the order called Nezikin, which means damages, and basically deals with tort laws. Avot is located within this group of texts to remind those who study them that one's character is superior to demanding one's rights. Therefore, Avot is the father of all rabbinic texts that follow, in the sense that its nature, ethics, and wisdom should take precedence above all halakhic or legal issues. A teaching has been made popular by Nachmanides that says a person may be a naval Berashut HaTorah, which means that a person could be a naval, a scoundrel, with the permission of the Torah. What does this mean? The only thing the Torah can legislate is behavior. Only God can know and test the human heart. Therefore, a person may follow all of the laws in Torah in detail, but still find the loopholes that allow him to cheat and steal his neighbor blind and have a corrupt and wicked heart. But as we know, the Lord is concerned with both our actions and our hearts. Perkei vote is a call to live beyond the bare minimum of what the Torah spells out. It is a call to live a life that is above reproach. The Talmud records the opinion of Ravah, saying that anyone who wishes to be a Hasid, an extremely pious individual, should study the teachings of Avot. In Jewish thought, a Hasid is distinguished from a Tzadik, a righteous person. Whereas the tzaddik is righteous in that he does exactly what the Torah requires, the chassid does all that the tzaddik does and more. The tzaddik is righteous, as the word might suggest. He always does the right thing, living simply and wholly within the law, never doing evil, but no more. The chassid goes beyond the letter of the law, doing more than is required of him. He will often forget his own interests in order to help others. If a poor woman owes you $5, you have a right to demand payment. If you are a Hasid, you will forget it. According to this commentary, the Hasid goes beyond fulfilling the letter of the law, the minimum requirements of the Torah. This framing of a Hasid should be descriptive of disciples of Yeshua as well. It should shape our understanding of Yeshua's teachings in his famous Sermon on the Mount. Often he uses the phrase, you have heard it said, contrasted with, but I say to you. This was to teach his disciples that they are to go beyond the limitations of the Torah's traditional interpretations, the mere letter of the law, and live out the mitzvot, the commandments, in a more pious manner, a manner befitting a chassid. The purpose of this study, therefore, is to assist disciples of Yeshua in understanding the ethical expectations of Perkei Avot in order to better understand those of Yeshua and his shluchim, his apostles, within a Jewish framework. For when we place their teachings in their original Jewish context, we see that both Yeshua and his shluchim call their disciples to a life of a chassid, not one who disregards or violates the letter of the law, 
but one who goes beyond the letter of the law to live an exemplary life of faith and good deeds. There's a story in the Talmud about the great sage Hillel that has become one of the most famous of all Talmudic legends. It expresses the heart of Pirkei Avot. It goes like this. It happened that one day a certain Gentile came to the great sage Shammai and asked to be converted to Judaism on one condition. Teach me the Torah, the entire Torah, while I stand on one foot and then I'll convert. Shammai, not being known for his extreme patience, ushers him out of his academy with his builder's cubit, his yardstick. Undaunted, the same Gentile enters the academy of Hillel and poses the same proposition. Teach me the entire Torah while I stand on one foot and I'll convert to Judaism. The response of Hillel has captured the attention of everyone who hears this story to this day. What is hateful to yourself, do not do to your neighbor. This is the entire Torah. Go and study. Well, the first thing that strikes us from this story is that Hillel completely ignores what most people would think of as the essence of Judaism, an infinite list of do's and don'ts and a plethora of legal minutiae in regard to such. The laws of kashrut, kosher eating, Sabbath observance, festivals, or even a monotheistic belief in the one true God are not mentioned. Rather, Hillel chooses to distill the essence of Judaism into an ethical pragmatism. Rather than a legalistic view of the Torah's laws, Hillel gave the non-Jew a taste of the true essence of the Torah and its life-giving instruction, its core value rather than the various expressions of his details. Although the halakhic details of the laws of Judaism are endless, Hillel's focus was on the essence, not the details. The details would become the life pursuit once the essence was grasped. After all, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to seek it out. Hillel's focus on the essence of biblical faith is something completely lost by most people who follow a version of faith constructed around biblical values. Perkei Avot is an extension of Hillel's line of reasoning. It expresses the ethical core of Judaism and the biblical ethic in a succinct and clear voice for anyone who will take the time to listen. It is simple enough for anyone, yet contains enough depth to keep even the most intellectual minds stimulated. Once we have swam in the deep waters of Jewish wisdom, particularly in the light of Yeshua's teachings, we will forever be unsatisfied wading in the pools of our previous study endeavors. But with this depth of insight comes caution. The goal is application, not merely academia. Irving Bunham reminds us of this. Knowledge and strict observance of the law is not the be-all and end-all. The true Hasid is one whose profound piety carries him above and beyond the strict letter of the law. If he has the slightest doubt that he may be wrong in a dispute or that his potential claim is questionable, he will give his fellow man the benefit of the doubt rather than use his legal rights aggressively. The Hasid overcomes his acquisitive nature and looks beyond to the spirit of the law. If you wish to reach this level of beneficence and loving piety, if you would be a Hasid, the teachings of Avot are essential. One of the main purposes of Yeshua's first coming was to address the issue of hypocrisy among his brethren. Repeatedly within the Gospels, we hear him chastise the Pharisees for this singular flaw. 
We have multiple accounts in which he spells out their hypocritical acts and rebukes them for, quote, setting aside the weightier commands of God for things of lesser importance. Because of these things, Christianity has stereotyped the whole of Pharisees as hypocrites. In fact, it has been so common that even our English dictionaries have the word Pharisee associated with hypocrite. Although this indeed is a sad commentary on the reputation of the Pharisees, followers of Yeshua are not too far from this designation ourselves. When many non-believers are asked why they would not consider becoming a follower of Messiah or engage with the believing community, the typical response is that they do not want to be a hypocrite. As disciples of Yeshua, it is our job through the empowerment of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to bring these two seemingly disparate forces, hearing and doing, together as one for the glory of our Creator. For far too long, the people of God have wrestled with this ideal. Either we have been fixated upon the mechanics and minutiae of the biblical injunctions to the detriment of the weightier matters of the Torah, justice, mercy, and faithfulness, or we have had an obsession with the gnosis, the knowledge of saving faith, with little motivation to be transformed into the likeness of Messiah. Studying an ethical text such as Perkei Avot will help us address these chasms of faith and, God willing, help motivate us towards reconciling our belief with our actions. As the Midrash teaches, the wicked are under the control of their heart, in other words, the evil inclination, whereas the righteous have their heart under their control. As a God who is one, the Holy One of Israel desires a people who are one in their creed and their deed. Claiming to be born of the Spirit and having the seal of His Spirit upon us, we can live life in one of two ways. We can choose a life that is Kiddush Hashem, a term that literally means sanctification of the name, and refers to a life that brings glory and honor to our Heavenly Father. Or we can choose a life of Chilu Hashem, a term that means desecration of the name, and refers to a life that brings dishonor and shame upon the holy name of our Redeemer. Studying Pirkei Avot alongside the teachings of our Master is one way to focus on living out the scriptures rather than merely reading them. This study is not intended to be a detailed examination of the 613 laws of Torah. It is, however, designed to give the reader a glimpse into the heart of the Torah, the spirit of the law, through the eyes of extraordinary sages such as Hallel and others, and through the eyes of Yeshua, our Rabbi and the Redeemer of Israel. This study seeks to present the entire Torah to the reader while on one foot. It is hoped that the natural response of the reader would be to go and study. I would invite you to join me on this journey of discovery to not only educate ourselves, but work toward being more like our Master Yeshua. I'll see you in our next video as we explore Chapter 1 of Perkei Avot together.